Hello and welcome to the Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson. The Local Leaders Podcast provides a platform for successful business owners to share their stories, their experiences, their advice, and their ideas in order to help our listeners achieve more success in their business and in their lives. Get ready. Another great show is coming up. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson, and I am uh, super excited to be talking with Tim Halls today out of Plano, Texas. Uh, Tim has uh, a business called Burnt Barbecue and Tacos, and I want to welcome you to the Local Leaders Podcast today, Tim. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks, Jeff. This is a great pleasure to be on here. Well, we, like I said, we, you know, we love to, to be able to share great ideas and and strategies and, and things that, that successful entrepreneurs like yourself are doing with our listeners um, to give them ideas and inspiration or, you know, whatever it is that they might need to find more success. And that's the goal of our, our podcast. So uh, I'd love to start out and just have you, Tim, share a little bit about uh, about the business, you know, what it's all about, barbecue and tacos. Absolutely. So buddy of mine, uh, we met in culinary school 25 years ago in Scottsdale. And uh, he opened a food truck, oh, I think it was 2016. And he's like, oh, Tim, you got to come on board with me. I'm going to do a fish truck. Like, oh, I don't know. It was kind of heavy. I just started working at a meat market. And uh, so he, long story short here, uh, I finally jumped on board because he kept pestering me. And we basically morphed into several different restaurants. He owns, uh, it's called Doc Local. lobster rolls, fish tacos, shrimp, it's great food. And we, uh, uh, we opened a, a regular restaurant, uh, 2019. Uh, there was a place called Legacy Food Hall. They had, uh, um, pretty big around here, had uh, uh, called us before we even opened those doors, wanted us to go in there. So I ran that, um, the food hall while he ran the other store. And of course, we opened that food hall the minute everything shut down for the pandemic. So March of 2020, uh, there's four of us in the in the food hall making uh, all these meal kits, trying just trying to survive um, and help feed families. And so, um, and I've always been the barbecue guy. So we've done we slung barbecue on the food trucks with the fish and everything else. And so we started doing all these meal kits. Um, people were loving it and lo and behold, we started talking to, Hey, let's open a barbecue restaurant, but we also wanted to bring kind of back our roots because we met where we met in Scottsdale in culinary school was like, Hey, let's bring some of that because it'd be a little bit different. So we have a big mural of Scottsdale, the Camelback mountains in the restaurant. Um, we, uh, uh, brought like the Navajo fry bread that nobody in this area sells, a, a taco like that so it's, it's ginormous um and we just wanted to do something a little bit different but do my style of cooking um so i have a whole line of my own barbecue rubs i've been making for years i have a barbecue sauce that i've won i don't know how many awards for um over time and so we're we're doing more of my style 
that makes uh, people come in and, and be consistent. And it's, you know, I couldn't be happier. Kind of all a short story there. Uh, no, that, that, that's okay because, uh, you know, everybody has, has kind of that startup story and how they got into it and, and kind of how they, how they came along. And it's great to have a, a partner in crime, um, you know, to, to be there with you. You guys are kind of doing it together and, and bringing the things from culinary school, um, you know, over to Plano, Texas. Um, and, you know, so far you, you've really, uh, you've really done well and uh, been able to, to find success and, um, you know, it's, it's just awesome to, to kind of hear how, how people began and, and, uh, and of course, also where they're going. But you guys have been really creative as well in terms of, um, and I just call them revenue sources, um, right. of, of kind of what you've done with the business. And it's a great template, I think, for other um, entrepreneurs, restaurateurs out there who are, are looking to grow. Um, you know, I think the biggest mistake sometimes people make is is to add locations too quickly when you haven't necessarily maximized the revenue from within. Exactly. Um, you guys have a great template for that. So tell us a little about, you know, that retail business uh, and some of the other things that you're doing from, from a, a growth perspective. So we've been open literally a year and two weeks. And, uh, you know, the first thing we brought in obviously is the third party apps because at the time it was right at the end of the pandemic yep. uh, when people are starting to go back into uh, a little bit in the restaurants. So we started off with Uber Eats, um, the third party apps um, because we, we couldn't deliver everything because, you know, with staffing issues. Yeah. So we started off with Uber. We eventually added uh, DoorDash um, and uh, Grubhub Um we don't do a whole lot of business with them. I think it's just the area we live in, but the, uh, the DoorDash or I'm sorry, the Uber Eats is, is about a third of our business, um, especially when they, when we run promotions and stuff like that. But, um, but it does drive sales into our store. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a website that we built. Um, you can order off that. Um, it's kind of a unique thing. I don't think I told you this before, but, uh, we actually have a delivery app with that, um, uh, with DoorDash, so they can order off our website, and for like five bucks, um, DoorDash will deliver it for us. Um, so it's kind of a separate thing on there. Um, I just started uh, with uh, it's called Easy Caterer. Um, I haven't done any uh, catering off it yet, but uh, but that's another avenue for us to just for me to get my catering menu out. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So those are uh, the biggest things. Um, and then we're also doing, um, one of the things we do at, at Burnt is um, I'm also commissarying for my, my friend's uh, doc local business. So we're doing, um, we got, we're making like all his sauces, um, pickles. So we do everything scratch. So there's nothing that we bring in that we don't make ourselves. Um, and so we're making all the mac sauce, uh, mac and cheese sauce for him and us. And then um, uh, our brisket queso, or the queso, uh, we do a pepper jack queso um, that's really good. And then uh, and then a few other things. <clears throat> but um, we also started a ghost kitchen. So um, we're running, he's running a ghost, he just opened a ghost kitchen um, and it has burnt in there. So it's a smaller menu. 
Um, so we we supply. Actually, he has he has it in two locations. He has it in the main location and uh, the new ghost kitchen uh, that's in Farmers Branch, um, and that's just taken off. And then we are. I just signed a contract with. Uh, it's called All Day Kitchens, and they're based out of Chicago. Um, and we'll be doing. It's a little bit different template. So like the the ghost kitchen that Brett has is a um, he has to man the kitchens, staff them, does everything, buy the equipment, everything. All day kitchens, uh, they actually build the kitchens, staff the kitchens, and make the food. Um, but we do it more at a wholesale um, uh, cost, I guess the word would be. Mm -hmm. um, so we're basically splitting the costs. It's, so they will, um, they man the kitchens, they do the, the marketing, and then they sell the food. Um, to our spec. So they make it exactly how we, we determine it between the two of us. And, um, and then it goes out to the door to the, to the customers. Now it is a smaller menu. Like I think it's like four or five items on the menu, put some sides, but um, it will drive uh, people to come back. If they want to try the whole menu, they'll drive back to our restaurant. So it's a win-win situation, no matter how you look at it. Um, and, uh, but it also will put my brand out without me having to expand on all the, um, all the intricate stuff that behind the scenes stuff of like staffing and payroll and all that stuff. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So, uh, now are they, are they going to be dropping those, you know, that, are those restaurants, uh, those locations in Plano or will it be in and around Texas? Or will it yeah. So the first three that they're going to be opening are, actually strate strategically placed in, in different areas, uh, downtown Dallas. Um, and the other two ones in, uh, uh, farmer's branch, but it's like right by one of the big, the big malls. So where mm -hmm. there's a lot of people at, and then another one in Frisco, which is about, um, about 20, 30 minutes North of us. So it's, it's in different areas. So it, it targets the most, um, I guess target rich people. Um, uh, in that area. So, um, where they'll get more orders from, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's nice that they're in a general vicinity of, of where you are because you'll be, I mean, you're basically wholesaling to them. So you got the whole logistics piece and the closer, the better exactly. it comes, comes to that. So that, so that without revealing a whole bunch of their secrets, which, uh, I'm not supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what the cool thing is, is they give me a PO, uh, for what they need for the week for each kitchen. And then they, we do a, a key drop. So I, we get everything together for them, put it all in the packaging guy comes and picks it up at four o'clock in the morning. And then they distribute to the stores. So I don't have to deliver nothing. <laughs> so right. it makes it super easy. Yeah. Um, so, and then they'll just, when they need more stuff, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll send me another PO. So. Gotta love that. Just uh, getting those <laughs> exactly. POs in and and hopefully counting money. And um, you know, I'm I'm just curious. I'm sure you've done it in your head or on paper or, or whatever. Um, you know, at at some point, I mean, this is this is a means of uh, mitigating some of those uh, cost issues that we've got today with food costs because you know that's been been a, a tremendous tremendously challenging thing for all restaurant owners and. Uh, essentially, you're you're just driving volume to hopefully pull pull down or push down those prices. 
Exactly. Do you have a goal in mind? I mean, you know, is the volume, I mean, is it a 5% reduction in, in food cost? I mean, any idea what you'll end up at? I, I know that's I'm a tough, I know that's a tough really question. Too. Um, I know that uh, the goal is with, with, uh, with all day kitchens is to make um, five to 15% or about 10 to 15% profit um, by the time that you're done. Um, but it gives us a little bit more leverage, but right now there's really no leverage with, with, I mean, when we first started, when we first opened last year with uh, just for brisket alone, I was paying like 267 a pound. And right now when I put my order in this morning, it was four sixty eight a pound yeah. for brisket. I mean, it, it for brisket, right? So, uh, I'm hoping that it will get, uh, but it's all portion control. And then the nice thing with this is, is all we are the ones who are in control of all that. So it's not like, you know, that's that's my fear with if you franchise because everybody's like, oh, I'm going to franchise. I'll never franchise anything because. I've been involved in companies before that has franchise and then you get there and they're like, well, how come you're making this or what do you, you know, there's no control, you know, they're like, well, I just wanted to do something different. Like, well, then open your own restaurant, not a franchise. But uh, um, so this gives us the control. We control the costs on everything. So um, I'm hoping to reduce, obviously reduce at least five, 5%. Um, to get, you know, to make more profit. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, you're already, you know, that that whole ghost kitchen or wholesale concept is going to drive, you know, drive additional revenue with with profit on the end. Hopefully, in the like you said, ten to fifteen percent range. Um, you know, you got you got minimal risk. I mean, actually, well, all, you don't have a whole lot of risk at all. You got you don't have to buy you know buy a building or rent a building. You're not hiring employees dealing with staff. I mean, it's, it's pretty turnkey. So I think it's a, it's a great idea for our listeners out there who are uh, looking for ways to expand revenues and, um, and get their name out or their brand out. Like you said, it's, it's kind of almost like a, a free ride. Um, yeah. And, and well, I know it's not, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's work involved. Um, yeah, no doubt. I, I, I'm, I'm very blessed. I, uh, I have a great staff. I've, just added another chef onto my work line. Um, and so it's it's gonna be able to free us up to make everything that we that we need to for the restaurant for uh Brett's uh, his name is Brett Curtis, by the way, uh, my business partner for Brett's kitchens and for for the new all-day kitchen stuff. Um, so I have three basically three prep cooks that they can put everything together without having to spend the extra labor for it too. So I, I'm leveraging my labor, um, which is good, you know, because it's just, it, it's amazing how um, it's hard that it's hard to find people that want to really work and do the job. Yeah. And I've, I've been very blessed with, with the, uh, the managers I do have and or the manager. Um, she does an awesome job and uh, I'm lucky because half of the family works for me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, a great benefit and and hopefully it's a benefit because you know family kind of family owned family run uh, exactly. businesses is, you know can can bring additional challenges we actually talked about that a few times on the podcast about the, the challenges around family businesses but 
it does. Um, you know, it's it's people. You know, especially here in, in Plano, uh, we're like the uh, corporate center for everything now, mm-hmm. um, and people are used to working corporate. Um, I've never, I've never worked corporate. Uh, I've always worked for families, and I prefer that because I think it's it gives it. You can personalize things a little bit more. It's a little bit more relaxed, but uh, you're still we we still have a job to do. You know, there you know it's still um, my life on the line and my my reputation of uh, of the I don't want to lose. Be able I'm saying this wrong. I need to keep our um, our status where we're at and and grow from there because that's what's helping us. Our reviews you know, our five-star reviews and everything else that, that makes a difference in what we do. Well, you're, you're exactly right. And, um, uh, you know, it's a bless. it can be a blessing and it can be a curse. It just kind of depends on, on how you, how you, how you run things. And, uh, it's good that everything's working out for you because staffing has been a, you know, tremendous challenge in the industry, uh, really in every industry uh, yeah. today, but especially on the restaurant side. So right now, w- would you say you're pretty staffed up then in terms of the, the overall business? Yeah, for the most part, um, we, uh, um, I could probably use another cashier here and there. Um, I have a couple um, of kids that are in high school that work for me and they do a really good job. Um, and we're at a point now where um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the cashier most of the time. <laughs> But uh, but then I that's how we we create business too. So I get to talk to the guests, um, learn about them, get to know them, and the customer base that we've built in, the, in this last year is unreal. I mean, it just know everybody. If I don't remember their name, I know what food they get because everybody's a creature of habit, and um, that's and those people are building are coming back because they're telling friends that are telling friends, and it's and that's how you grow a good business. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, you're exactly right. It, it's the old word of mouth. And, uh, you know, my, I'm always talking about, you know, social media now is the word of mouth marketing. Um, you know, and that's, that's a whole other topic. Maybe we could talk about it in a few minutes, but before I get there, I wanted to ask about the, the rubs and sauces because yes. you are, you are retailing those now. Is that accurate? And, uh, yes. Um, I have my barbecue sauce. I've been making well, basically ever since culinary school. Um, I was reluctant for a very long time about, oh, I'm not going to sell it. You know, it's going to be too much work or whatever. And I had a friend talk me into it. So I started it. It kind of, the friendship kind of went weird. And so I'm like, I told my wife, I said, I'm just going to do it out on my own. Actually got, went into the fair because the, the Texas fair is huge, um, for, for Dallas. And so, um, the, uh, uh, Texas Department of Agriculture puts on um, uh, has a, sto- a shop in in the State Fair of Texas uh, every year, and so you can sell your sell your wares, sell your uh, sauces and rubs and everything else, and then you taste them and everything. Well, the first year that we went in there after after I was getting it freshly made, uh, Central Market, which is huge here in Texas, uh, it's owned by uh, HEB. Um, they all came through, their buyers came through and said, oh my God, we love this sauce. We need to have it in our store. So I started selling it in Central Market, uh, which is like a foodies market. So it, it is, um, 
they help you help you sell it. You go in there and and uh, sample it, and and so I had it in there probably about two years, two or three years, and that's what I did for. I quit my my one job because I was working out at an alcohol and drug rehab center as their chef. I quit that job, and that's what I did for a year. I went around just to Central Market and and demoed my barbecue sauce. Oh wow! A lot of barbecue sauce. The only problem is is these grocery stores the margins are terrible. And so you don't make any money really doing it. And so, unless you sell a lot of it, we sold a lot of it, but not enough anyways. And, and yeah. my sauce, I can't ever do anything simple. It's, it's a very complicated, I think there's 16 different ingredients in this, in this barbecue sauce that we make. And, uh, uh, it just got really expensive to make it. So I literally stopped making it for about three years. Um, but I, out of that, I also was, I was making rubs too. So I have three different rubs that I've come across that I've developed recipes for. Um, I still have those commercially made uh, here locally. And when I was demoing or when I was doing the R&D and I took it to this company and they're, they're called Selective Seasonings. I mean, they're unbelievable people to work with and uh they're in arlington and they um the one guy that did all the all the blends he looked at me one day and says tim he says this is the best rub he says i've done a ton of rubs i've people come in and say oh, i have the best brisket rubber i have the best this and he says i have never tasted anything like this he says you will go places with this rub and so and this this is my uh my coffee rub that i have for my brisket and so, um, anyways, I have three different rubs that we sell. I don't, I used to be in like 40 different stores, mom and pop stores, central market, all over Texas. And it just got to a point where if, unless you were going in there and demoing it and people were tasting it to, to take home or to try it and say, oh, I love it and take it home. Otherwise it just sits on a shelf. So it just got to a point where I just kind of cut back. I have it on my website and uh, I have it in one of the meat markets that I, that I work used to work at. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I don't sell a ton of it, but the people that know it, I ship it all over the, all over the country, even overseas. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You told me about that when the coffee rub, which was, which was unique and, um, and, and certainly sounds different, but just because I've neglected to do it earlier, let me shout out the website name because you can find these rubs. Um, and, and I'm assuming some sauces as well on the website at www.burntbarbecuebbqandtacos.com. It's burntbarbecueandtacos.com. For those that are listening and not, not watching, um, please check it out order some rubs uh, let's get this party started and uh you know get get this wonderful recipe out to people all over the country and uh how did you come up with a coffee rub well uh, you know you, i watch a lot of uh shows on tv food shows and stuff like yeah. that not as much anymore i don't have a lot of time but I always get a lot of different ideas just from, from watching YouTube or whatever else out there. When I first started making, when I first started doing barbecue 25 years ago, I could tell you, I could, can't tell you now how many briskets I burned up and how many weird recipes I came up with. <laughs> and, you know, so 
but that's when brisket was 99 cents a pound. So it didn't really matter that much. Yeah. But, uh, just trial and error. Uh, just, I, I do everything on, on flavors. I like, I'm not a spicy guy. Um, I like, I I've always called myself a flavor chef, not a, you know, uh, I, I love different flavors and there's so many different, um, different flavors out there. Um, and it doesn't have to be spicy. I, I don't like when my ears ring. So, but, uh, I, um, I just put, you know, some different things together. My first rub that I did, I'll back up a second. My first rub that I did is my barbecue citrus rub. And that is the direct, it's a dry version of my barbecue. So it has almost everything in there, um, that, that would be, uh, uh in my barbecue sauce. So it goes hand in hand. So I can use the dry rub, like on my ribs, when I do the ribs at the restaurant, you get the, the rub on the ribs, they go on the smoker. When they're almost done, we glaze them with the barbecue sauce. When we go to uh, heat the ribs up for service, another glaze of barbecue sauce goes on, another side of rub goes on them, on the top. And then when we serve them, another little slathering of, of sauce, and we finish it with the rub. So you get like three layers of that wow. flavor all the way through. And people, I had, uh, I had my um, fire inspection yesterday for the, uh, my benefit stuff. And um, it's a former police officer. He's a police officer um, uh, that comes out and does it. It helps his brother out. And he's like, man, those ribs look so good. So I gave him a rib and he, he looked at me and goes, I have never had a rib like this. Is I mean, he was just like, oh my god! I just he couldn't stop talking about it. It was so cool, and so just to see the wow factor that comes across from the flavors that come out of out of our rubs. So, anyways, uh, that I have that one. That one has sixteen different herbs and spices in there, and then I, the the coffee rub, and I have a butcher's grind rub. Well, the butcher's grind rub is the same rub as the coffee, just doesn't have any coffee in it. But, uh, and I start off with the, everything in my rubs is granular. So it, there's no, you don't get any weird dust in there. There's no MSG, no, um, no gluten or anything in there. Um, but it's all granular. So it's like salt and pepper, garlic, oregano, there's ancho chili and a little bit of lemon. So then on the coffee, we just add coffee to it. So, and it doesn't matter when I was R and D and everything, I tried the fancy coffee. I tried flavored coffee. I tried Folgers coffee. Doesn't matter. You don't taste the coffee, and all it does is bring out that umami out of the um, out of the brisket or whatever you're cooking with. And you can use you can use all my rubs on anything you want. Basically, um, I've had people put put a, the citrus rub on popcorn and make margaritas with the rim the rim around the margaritas with it. So there's so many different things and we make a dip and everything else so but uh yeah that, that sounds good you're yeah. making me hungry too <laughs> well i'll have to send you some just so you can dry it out uh, that that sounds awesome and um uh yeah i'm i'm on your website now just kind of rolling through you you've done it beautifully as well it's um really nicely done did you use um who'd you use for your website or who built your website we use uh wix um, and, okay. and actually Brett, my business partner, he built it, but I'll tell you what, my, um, my 67, well, she's 17 now, 17 year old cashier just redid it for me. 
She's, she's like, well, I've done web- websites before. I'm like, you have at it. I just told her what to put on there. So it uh, makes it a little bit easier. There's still some things I need, we need to tweak on there, but uh, I'm happy with it. It looks, it looks really good. So. Yeah. Well, it, it does what it's intended to do. And, um, you know, gives access to people all over the country to, to be able to, to get to you, to place orders, to, um, to see what's on the menu. Uh, so again, I want to encourage everyone that's listening, burnt, bbqandtacos.com um, to, you know, to get a flavor of, of what Tim and his team, you know, is doing. So looks really good. And, um, you know, while we're on the, I guess, the website topic, let me ask you about marketing. Um, uh-huh. Are you, you know, most restaurant owners are primarily utilizing Facebook and um, um, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Is that kind of what you're doing as well? And any, yes, any other things uh, working? Yeah, uh, Brett, um, he he hired a lady um, to do all his Instagram stuff. He was doing it all on his own. I am not a tech guy. I am, I'm more of the old school something. I don't know what you call me. But uh, uh, it, I have, if I take a picture, it takes me 30 minutes to figure out how to put it on, you know, with all the little stuff to put on there. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, we hired a lady uh, to do some stuff. He was doing some stuff with him and then then uh he brought her over to do burnt stuff well she we've gotten big enough um now that uh, we're actually going with a marketing company that's gonna um literally you know help blow us up even more um so it i've found over time that you have to if you don't have instagram or facebook uh or any type of social media you're not gonna see any return so uh, we we do we did a couple different um, uh, let me back up. I have found that these bloggers that come in on uh, these foodie people. I thought I was a foodie. I mean, these people are unbelievable. I mean, I had a guy come in um, a couple weeks ago, and we didn't really touch on our uh, our Navajo fry bread um, that we do. Um, it's been written up in several different magazines um, since we've opened and uh, I'll send you a picture of it or you probably see a picture of it on, on the website. Um, but uh, he came in and got three different ones of those. I'm now making a Cuban, my monthly special this month is a uh, Cuban sandwich made with our fry bread. Um, and, and so we use our roasted garlic pulled pork in there and our smoked ham and uh, Swiss cheese, a little brown mustard. And then um, we press it uh, between our fry bread. And he sent another guy in yesterday. And this guy is, I went and asked him, I said, so what do you think? He said, said, dude, I'm from Tampa. He says, I'm from Cuban sandwich country. He says, I've never had anything like this. That's probably the best sandwich I've ever had in my entire life. And so just to hear that was like that. And my parents live in, in the Tampa area. So I, I've, I've had the Cubans down there and they're good. They're really good. But yeah. we just bring a little bit, little bit different um, to people. But it's all social media that's bringing them all in, you know. And so. And then so how, how often are you, are you posting? Are you doing a daily thing or? I, uh, I try. Um, I, I actually, um, I repost a lot of stuff because I like this morning I had somebody send me in uh, that was in a couple weeks ago and sent me in a, a reel that they did 
so I just reposted on the website. But yeah. uh, this new company will be using, uh, they'll be posting week, uh, a couple times a week for us. Um, and then I told them, you know, besides our barbecue, you know, since we are very unique with like the Frywood stuff, I said, I'll, that's, that's going to be my focus for, for sales this year. Uh, just because it, it is so unique and it, it, it'll, bribe, it'll drive people in to uh, try other things as well. It's, it's always interesting to, to kind of see and hear and, and watch what people are doing and, and, you know, how the, you know, basically Facebook and Instagram has, you know, become the marketing arm for the company. You want to drive people to the website, you want to drive traffic into the store and, and drive orders. And um, so I'm, I'm excited for you guys because I'm sure it's, it's really going to, going to help. And, and that actually makes me think back to, um, you know, to your, your licensing deal, um, you know, with, I just, it just left me the name of the company. I know you said it twice, oh, all day kitchens, all day yeah. kitchens. And will they be marketing themselves as well? Or will you guys kind of be pushing that brand? And so they, yourself? they have their own uh, marketing department um, okay. that will, that does all the marketing. Um, they know only, um, uh, drive marketing for themselves, but they also drive marketing for our website. So uh, it'll drive people back in the restaurant because it is just a, like I said, just a like a four or five item um, yeah. menu. Um, so if they want to try the whole menu, you know, bring them in to the store. But yeah, they 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 drive all that. Um, uh, they put that on their website, and then they'll also attach uh, onto piggyback on, onto ours as well. Um, and they do a fair amount of, um, from what I've seen, they do a fair amount of Instagram stuff as well. Yeah. Um, the nice thing is, is I found, I've been finding too, is, you know, people will, they'll drive from wherever just to try barbecue. Um, and I mean, it's huge here in Texas. Um, they'll, you know, people come from all over, but I did have a, like a lady in there yesterday. Said, oh, I didn't know you had burnt in, in farmer's branch at our other ghost kitchen. I said, yes. And she goes, well, I live in that area. I said, so I don't have to go to this other place. I can come get something from you. I said, absolutely. So people like stuff, you know, it's like that whole Starbucks thing. People want stuff in their neighborhoods. You know, they, they don't want to have to drive very far um, uh, to, to go and get um, good barbecue or good food, period. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, and it you know we, we're all you know as consumers we get lazy, and and you know with uh, you know since COVID we've all gotten used to the takeout and the delivery and and everything being simple and easy and and close. Um, so yeah. I mean, you you've hit the nail on the head, and you know while we were talking, I just popped over to the catering piece on your website. Um, you know, I see it's on Easy Cater um breakfast tacos i'm just gonna throw out a couple things um barbecue sandwich box lunches taco box lunches um you've got the, even the the small and large family meal packages which is is awesome we sell a lot we sell a lot of those yeah i, I love that idea because who wants to cook anymore right um, so, so again, they've got the small and the large, uh, family meal packages, um, barbecue sides, package tacos, a la carte. Oh my God. It just keeps going on. There's some jalapeno citrus slaw. Um, man, that's a good looking, good looking food. It's getting close to lunchtime up here in North Carolina. So it's making me, uh, making me hungry. It looks like, looks like you got everything covered. I mean, that's a full menu on the catering side. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, I keep adding stuff because every time I add something, people are like, love it so much. They're like, like that Cuban, he was like, well, I know it's a monthly special. You might have to keep that on there. Said, yeah, yeah, you might have to play that in the menu. That's yeah. how it happens. It's yeah. not my banana pudding. My, my, that was my special in August. It's still on the menu because I had a lady threaten me if I did, if I took it off. Oh, man. He doesn't love, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't love banana pudding. That sounds, that sounds awesome. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't checked out the catering, you know, side, uh, be sure that you do because there's a full menu here of, of awesome choices uh, and, and options from box lunches to, you know, family meals. And, um, you know, another another great way to, to drive revenue, you know, for the business. And uh, again, just to shoot on, I just want to recap for all those listening. You got the brick and mortar. Um, with the real heavy, you know, kind of delivery takeout type model, uh, but you do have some, you do have some dining inside. Is that is that correct? Yes, I have. I I can feed, I can sit up to twenty people. Okay, all right. I'm so twenty six, but it's tight. So I mean, we did this because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, so we 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 did it as a to go restaurant. Yep. So we weren't even going to put chairs in there. We were just going to put like a stand up bar so you can have a taco for lunch. But we did find a good price on some tables. And now I got people saying, hey, when are you going to get a bigger spot? And I'm like, well, you pay my lease for this the next four years and we'll put it. But I have a good uh, a good friend of mine that um, he's uh, he makes all his own teas and everything. And he has a, a store literally right across the parking lot. So he has uh, uh, he just opened another section where you can fit almost. I think he told me yesterday. Uh, up to 89 people in this spot. Oh, wow. So I can rent, if I ever have a, a party that, that wants to come in, he'll rent that out to me. Nice. That's pretty nice. good cost. So you can, so, you can handle large, large events and um, kind of catered functions right there yeah. across the street from your, from your location in Plano. Um, but, you know, just again, recapping, you got the brick and mortar. So, which is built as a to go, to go store, but you do have some seating. You got the sauce and rubs retail business. Uh, you got the commissar- commissary kitchen um, that you're doing for Brett. Um, licensing uh, with, um, you know, with the food company that's going to expand your brand, you know, to multiple locations there in, in Texas. Um, catering, you got the catering side of the business. Man, you got your hands full. I, after you just spell it out, I'm like, holy macro, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, you, you are, you are. And is your, is your wife in the business? Uh, no, no. Well, she works for Pepsi, but uh, she, okay. she's more on the IT side of it. So, but uh, she's, she's really retired. So she's like, you need to, you need to take the ball with this now. And, and so I can sit back and do nothing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, no, that's what good. we're working towards. So. Yeah. Good, good for you. This, this year will be good. Well, we're, uh, I, I think we got our customer base and now it's time to rock and roll. So we're, we're we got the things in place early and uh, I'm looking forward to this next year. Well, you've got a, you, you've got a ton going on. So I, I hate to even ask the, ask the question of, you know, as we kind of wrap this thing up, I just looked at the clock. It's getting, getting on in time. What's next? Are, are you going to do another brick and mortar? Or are you going to kind of ride all these different pieces that you've already got in play for the next little bit? Any uh, any any set plans yet? No, uh, we're gonna we're gonna ride out this uh, um, this all day kitchen thing because that can morph into more stores uh, throughout yeah. Texas. 
Um, you know, the only thing that we, we did talk and we, I mean, we actually had the plan to do it, uh, but it, it, it fell through was to go in a food hall and going to legacy food hall, uh, with our, with our stuff. But, uh, um, it, the contract didn't work out. So yeah. if, if I were to do something else, it'd probably be in, uh, like a food hall situation, um, just with staffing and, uh, overhead and everything else. It's, it's a little bit easier to, to accomplish that way. Um, but I, I don't have a desire. Uh, well, let me back up. I am looking at doing like a food truck uh, situation. So, cause I get phone calls on a weekly basis. Hey, do you have a food truck? Hey, do you have a trailer? We want, we have an event. So, um, and then there's, there's events that we did when, when we were, when we did have the food truck for the dock. So um, it's kind of one of those things where we'd share. Um, so we do half seafood, half, um, uh, uh, barbecue in mm-hmm. uh, for future, uh, so that would be my next my next venture is, is to get something in that situation, uh, so we can expand that way um, back in back into society back into uh, whatever event situations. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know a lot of people start out, especially on the barbecue business, you know, with a, a truck or trailer or pull behind or or whatever, and uh, you know start their businesses that way and. Um, you know, you can also go the other way. You've got the, the brick and mortar already in place, but, you know, there are opportunities, um, you know, if you've got a mobile um, kitchen, basically, that, that you can, you know, grow your business that way as well. So, um, and not I actually a- started, uh, I started slinging barbecue at uh, farmer's markets. Uh, ah. back. And I did for a summer. That was a, that was a, that was kind of a beating. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, it was good. I, I mean, people love the barbecue, but just go set up, cook at a commissary, set up everything every weekend. It, it was, it was a lot of work. So, um, but just to tip your toe in it, just see what's going on. It's good. Yeah. And, and, you know, not, I mean, you have to make investments for the truck and trailer and, and everything else. Exactly. And it's not like it's free or anything, but uh, it not is free. It but is less expensive. Yeah, but better than the whole brick and mortar route when you're just trying a new concept or new idea. And, oh, exactly. Uh, you know, dipping your toe in, as you said, a great way to, to get started for our listeners out there who are getting hungry and thinking about, you know, what they might want to do next. So, man, Tim, uh, I'll tell you what, you made me tired just looking at all that you got going on. Um, but but I'm excited to for you guys. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, you know, on behalf of our listeners and on, you know, all of us over here at the, the Local Leaders Podcast, you know, we want to thank you for taking time to be on the show today. Is is there anything I didn't ask you that you wanted to mention or, or talk about uh, as we wrap this thing up? Uh, I, I think we covered everything. We, um, we, we covered a lot of ground, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot, yeah. It just, you know, the, I think the biggest thing about all this is just having the passion to do it. You know, I remember when, when like we were maybe a month into this and my wife asked me, cause I was exhausted. I mean, I was working, you know, six in the morning till midnight for about three weeks. And she goes, well, is it worth it? I said, I tell you what, I said, it's a lot of work. I said, but I see people eat and enjoy my food and have that wow factor. You can't beat any of it that just be able to try my food and they come back for more. That's the best part of this. 
Yeah, that's that's awesome. And you're exactly right. It's it's a, it's a labor of passion. And, um, you know, it's everybody. A lot of people often say don't don't jump in for the money because, you know, it is it is a hard business. Um, but if you haven't seen much of that yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it takes time. It takes time to build it. It takes time to to perfect, you know, everything that you're doing and, and get everything locked down. But um, again, Burnt Barbecue and Tacos in Plano, Texas is doing great things. And, and Tim Halls and his team, um, you know, are growing and building and uh, and and putting their their hands into a lot of different areas to, to try and grow the business. And, um, you know, we look forward to seeing everything that you do in the future. And, and I just want to thank you, Tim, for um, coming on the show today and, and sharing with our listeners. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. It's a, it's a pleasure having you. And for all our listeners, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Johnson. We look forward to watching you grow your restaurant and uh, talking to you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. You can find us at www.jeffzpodcast.com or jeffzjohnson.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to come back every Monday and Wednesday for our next episode.